and welcome to our podcast, Mixed Blessing. Today we have an amazing guest for you, Fatima Sumi. I do hope I'm pronouncing that right. She is an expert in intercultural relations, working working to educate organizations and businesses on cultural intelligence. She, this is what she says about herself, and I, she's here to confirm it for us. Says, I have a long, I have long been an ambitious explorer of new countries and educational opportunities. I hold a BSc in demography, demography and population studies from the London School of Economics, and an alumnus of the United World College a global education movement which has the stated mission to make education a force to unite people, nations, cultures for peace and sustainable future. Now, I'm going to stop there because she has been living in, she's going to tell us how long she's been living here in Ireland and she has made that amazing discovery of love in another culture. And the whole purpose of this podcast is to examine the love life of the Africans that have decided they're falling in love with somebody outside of their culture. And we want to know whether haven't fallen in love, what the impact of racism has, if it has any, and how they maintain that love to continue year in, year out. We want to know that. And Fatima is here to help us explore that. So Fatima, I said all that to welcome you to the platform of Mixed Blessing. How are you? Thank you so much, Mary. I'm doing very well and thank you for the invite. <laughs> Listen, it's a blessing. First of all, the fact that you, you, the minute you said you in your, in, your, in your profile that you love to explore different countries and different nations, well, there you are. You explored love as well. So, and that's amazing because some people can go to different countries and still, you know, you know, maintain their African roots in terms of not explain, but yours was quite different. Can I first of all talk to you about your personal relation before we go to the external forces that may or may not have influences? And one of the things we're looking for is whether racism had an influence on how your relationship developed over time. So if I ask you, when did you meet the love of your life? Well, um, well, I'm, I'm, I, I, this is my second marriage. I must uh, I must say that first. Uh, so I met my current husband uh, um, nine years ago um, in Leicester, UK, and uh, I met him after uh, the failure of my first marriage, and I was really low. So um, we were both seeing the same person for um, different kind of support. Um, he used to go there because he's a he's a health. <laughs> Let me use this word uh, lightly. He, he he really loves his health, so he goes to this person for cupping. And uh, the person is a a, a psycho, you know, a, a psychotherapist. And I used to go to him for um, to help me deal with my um, with what has happened in my life, really. And that's where the introduction came. He just thought uh, we'll make a good uh, couple. <laughs> <laughs> and at the time, to be honest, I wasn't even keen. I wasn't even looking, you know, because I was thinking, you know, I've just finished, uh, you, know, uh, you know, I've just finished something. 
that has really taken me low and I'm not ready to give anybody my baggage. And I thought, I said to him, are you sure anybody would like to look at, to even look at me, you know? And he, you know, he, he suggested that you, you don't lose nothing by trying, but he thought that would be very helpful uh, in my, in the, in the circumstances that I was in, uh, especially given the fact that I had no family uh, in the UK. So that's how we ended up meeting. So it was 2000 and I think it was 2014 sorry 2015 yeah no 14 sorry yeah 2014 yeah so you this is this is just remarkable because people meet in different ways you were introduced um because of situations and this person that introduced you probably had both of you were in common to him because he was helping both of you out in whatever situation you were in. But you were go you still gave it a try. I think that's what I admired about you. You didn't put a hold on it. So how was it how did it progress from there to become the love of your life? Nine years later, how did it progress? Tell us a little bit about the progression. No, to be to be honest, I I must say I I I wasn't very optimistic. <laughs> uh, I I just didn't think it's even going to work, and I I was thinking, who on this earth will even want to really? Honestly, at the time, I was thinking, who will even consider me? And I I wasn't a very positive person at the time. But the good thing about me, thank God, um, and this is because of my background. Uh, I, I normally say you you lose nothing by trying, by giving something a try. I always live uh, with that motto, you know, and I also always say you should, we have this saying from my, my culture, don't uh, refuse what you're called for. Refu- don't refuse a calling. Refuse what you're called for. Okay, so these things have always been at the back of my mind and I think they've been really good in my life because um, uh, they've really br- brought countless opportunities in my life because, you know, there's nothing to lose. You know, since he's, he, he's he, uh, since that person was very confident and uh, it didn't take much from me except, you know, somebody giving me a phone call, I was like, yeah, right, you know, he, he will call and then he'll find out what I'm all about and then he will probably... <laughs> Oh this my is not gosh! For me and it will end there, you know. So that that was my my. But I was like, yeah, you know, no harm in trying. Well, I I love the fact that you said there was no harm in trying. But yeah. was it, it was it was from a different culture from the from your previous marriage? Am I taking it, or they both from the same yes. culture? Yes, yes. The good so, thing with me, Mary, is that I I think I was traumatized, and I keep saying this to my mom about getting married and having a partner for my life because I, I I come from a community whereby you know you have to be a wife okay and a wife means having kids and taking care of your home and you know being a good cook and stuff like that that's the kind of a community I came from and from the beginning I I, I wasn't too interested in you know being a housewife <laughs> to be honest so there was a time I cooked something and my mom, you know, was literally quite upset because I didn't do very well. And she 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 made a comment and she didn't realize how, how much it was going to affect me. But she made a comment like, you're going to get married and then you're going to, you know, literally your husband is going to give you this um, piece of paper and it's going to be your divorce. 
Oh no! Yes, because of how much they valued. Yes, 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 yes. My mom was like, she thought I'm gonna get married and then I'm gonna get divorced because I I couldn't cook. <laughs> so at that point, I think I was twelve years old, and I was thinking, well, then I'm not getting married. <laughs> <laughs> Do do you think that's part so, of what comes with the with the, I mean which part of Africa are you from? Do you want to tell us about that before we I get back into that from, conversation? Um, I come from Kenya, but I come from Mombasa because Kenya is, you know, like people from Mombasa have more in common to people in Zanzibar because we have a very strong Arab influence. So I'll have more in common to people in another country in Zanzibar than I have in common with people within Kenya you know, from Nairobi or up country, as we say. Right. It's a predominantly Arab culture, very, uh, <laughs> I mean, 90 plus percent is Muslim. You know, so right. there's a strong Arab Muslim influence in my culture in Mombasa, which is the second largest city in Kenya. That's where I come from. Well, and it's also interesting to know that um, you, you, I, I think you're, this is just trying to recollect that your mother probably saying it from the from the point of view of her her culture, the culture that she's been raised in. That you know this thing is important. Like in my country, in my in I'm from a Yoruba tribe, and the, one of the things they say to you when you're getting married is that the best way to man's stomach, the best way to man's heart is through his stomach. It's not even the bedside; it's his stomach. So you've got to learn that cooking. That cooking is what's going to make him, you know. <laughs> I don't Love know. You. Uh, yeah, do you know what I'm kind of saying? So there's a lot that's put on women as Af- on Africa. I think women generally, but African women, this this culture. So I do understand that. Uh, but you said something about that Kenyan, the part of Kenya you came from, is very close to Arab in their culture. So is that why it was very comfortable to meet this per- this person from a different culture, which but he's similar. He's an Ar- he's from Arab. He's Arabian, isn't he? Yes, but uh, interestingly enough, okay, when I, like I said to you, when I left Kenya, okay, I was like, you know, well, when I left Kenya, I was like, I'm not going to get married. But then when I came to Europe, I was like, oh, I'm not going to get married to somebody from my culture. (laughs) (laughs) I cannot live up to what they want out of me, if you know what I mean. Yes, and I'm sorry, I'm laughing because it's like, I think a lot of um, African women, when disappointment has come, they tend to look to another culture. It doesn't it finds out? Okay, let's let, let's have a relationship there and see how they they will treat because they tend to value you more. I think. Mm-hmm. Am I right? Yes, and this is the thing because I I came here and suddenly, you know, I see uh, you know English men cooking for their wives and it's not a problem. You know, the wife doesn't know how to cook. You know, I see Jamaican men. You know, like. Uh, and I'm thinking, well, maybe I can get married, but just not some. <laughs> I hope people from Mombasa are not listening. <laughs> from Mombasa, you know. So this is so from the beginning, I I had no plans to marry anybody from Mombasa, from my own culture. But you're also highly educated as well. So cooking wouldn't have been. I'm not saying that, but uh, right, and people love to cook and all the rest of it. But that wouldn't have been the end all of life is it isn't that what you're saying you found out with coming yes. to t- yes i realized that um you know there's more to life than just uh you know being a, a housewife and being a good cook and being uh you know being a good uh, 
what do they call them? Homemakers, you know? I just realized because that was not, I, I wasn't interested in any of that, to be honest. So coming to the UK, um, especially because I started in Italy and it was an international school. Uh, and I, oh my God, there was so much to learn there, you know, um, that uh, I had no idea. Because even with careers, for example, you know, just kind of stepping aside a bit from our main topic. You know, uh, when I was growing up, it's like if you in 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 Kenya, if you're not a doctor or um, lawyer or one of these things, you know, it's like you're not going to have a life. You know, now I understand because maybe in the circumstances there, but when I came to Italy and met all these other children, you know, other children from forty was it almost uh, forty plus uh, countries, and everybody was pursuing what they love. You know, um, and suddenly, you know, there was a change of heart myself as well because I was doing biology, chemistry, so that I can be a doctor. And then I was like, no, I'm going to do what I want too. Wow. So I'm, I'm grateful. Yeah, I'm grateful to be to have had that exposure uh, and to be able to make my own decisions. But one of those decisions, because uh, getting married and being with someone is a big decision. It's you know, it really defines your whole life. And I, I say to my children every day, you know, when you're making that choice of a, a partner, you're also making a choice for your children. You're choosing a mother for your child. Mm. You're choosing a father for your child, you know. So bear that in mind as well, because even when your own relationship doesn't work, they will still have to live with that father or mother that you've chosen for them. So I take marriage extremely seriously. So yeah, there is a component of would I fit in? Can I keep it going? Would I be happy? And then there is a component of, you know, where am I taking my children to so those were those are really uh, important questions for me so for the first part of the questions i was it was clear that i don't want to be with anybody from mombasa you know but with the second part of the question um it was a bit more confusing what is it that i'm you know i'm, I'm deciding for the children that i'm gonna have because i didn't want them to uh to to not have grandparents for example because i wasn't accepted Okay, I didn't want them not to have aunties, you know, and uh, grandparents that adore them, you know, and want them in their lives. So, yes, I met some wonderful, uh, you know, guys at uni, you know, Italians, you know, uh, Greeks and even from uh, high school, you know, but these questions were always at the back of my mind regarding for me, you know, uh, also regarding um, my children. And how they're gonna? Did you find those those people yeah. from other cultures? You said Italian, Greek, those um, European men. Did you find them easier to to have? Well, to, to talk to 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 understand you to to give you the I don't want to say the word admiration, but just to accept you for who you are. Yeah, I I must say I really enjoyed these relationships. You know. Um, for me, as a Muslim, there wasn't, they weren't physical yet because I, I only leave that to, um, uh, to marriage, okay? But, uh, you know, the dating aspect, you know, like going out for dinner, you know, going places together, trying to get to know each other. They were very, very, very comfortable and they, they were, you know, they were equal. And I'm not trying to say all, you know, African men or Kenyan men, are, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, no, uh, you know, I understand uh, I that. Uh, you know, I'm not trying to say that, but predominantly, like, for example, uh, if I, 
and I'm sorry to say, you know, I don't want to mention any countries, but certain people from Africa, for example, I just, I just thought, it's, you know, I just thought when they were dating you or when they are trying to show interest in you, it's almost like it felt like you're so lucky to have me. You know, because I'm willing to take care of you and I have money and I have this. Right. I was very uncomfortable about that. You know, very, very uncomfortable about that. I was like, you know what? You know, can this be a, a relationship a relationship of equals? You know, and I'm really, I'm talking from my own experience. Let's just you know? move on from there because now you, you've had experience of other dating with other um, Western men, you're in Italy, you're in the UK. How did you know that this this person you're now introduced to and you're asked to give him a chance and you, because of that's the way your personality, well, it's nothing wrong with me a chance. How did you know you're going to cross border and this, this is the one and you, you don't mind be married to him what would the what would the would we say for the sake of those who would be listening who are thinking of embarking on relationship from from, uh, from different from different from their cultures for whatever reasons that may be um when did you know you were going to cross border when did it tempt you to let i can live with this 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 guy is the guy for me i don't care what anybody says i am uh, he's for me <laughs> when did that come in that relationship I think, uh, like I said, I'm a Muslim, so our dating experiences are maybe slightly different because we we only, you know, we only date for six months and then we have to decide whether we want to get married or not. You oh know, wow! Most of us. Yeah, it's not, uh, it's not, uh, yeah, because we the the thing is, if you're a practicing Muslim, yeah, the 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 physical relationship will only be allowed after you actually tie the knot. And you've got six months to date. Now, this is this is a revelation for me. You've got six months mm-hmm. to date. And mm-hmm. then from there, you could say, yes, this is for me or no, this is not for me. Is that what you're saying? Well, uh, uh, six months, when I say six months, for, for some people, it's more, it's longer. Yeah, But for any practicing Muslim, they have to know that there's no physical relationship, yeah, no intimacy until the marriage. So if that takes you 12 months, good luck. You know, if that takes you six months, good luck. But this is how we are. So for me, it's like in six months, yeah, I need to know if I want to tie a knot with this guy or not, you know, personally. Right. So that I can I can get it to the next level whereby I can have intimacy with this person and I cannot have intimacy with this person if I'm not married to them, you know. So, so we will go out for, you know, dinner and walks and stuff like that talk on the phone you know and this when you when i'm doing this it's all with the intention of getting married because as a, as a practicing muslim again when you are meeting someone it's only with the intention of getting married this is how you know i don't know if you knew that no i didn't you know, I mean, I, this is a fresh revelation for me yeah so it's only with the intention of getting married that's why you are you're having a look at this person, you know? So, because that is at the back of the mind, you have to start thinking about all these questions. <laughs> and because he's from Harab, he's also a Muslim as well, so that's at the back of his mind as well. Yes. Right. Yes, yes. So, um, when, you, when, I, when, I, when I met him, it's really, 
about revealing as much as you can about yourself and them revealing as much as they can about themselves. And then uh, uh, with that in mind, then you almost have to like meet their friends and people that know them so that you can also get another aspect of who they are. And then they do the same for you as well. Okay. So what happened here is that, um, I, again, I'm, you know, you know, I'm not saying everybody, please do not quote me on this because, you know, anybody listening to this podcast, you know, r- racism is not just, um, you know, even, even among Africans, you know, like I grew up, uh, there are some tribes where I come from in Mombasa, yeah, that they were looked down upon. So if you married in that tribe, it's like you're marrying down. Yeah, if you marry in another tribe, you're marrying up. So this racism thing, you know, I don't know if there's another word for that because it's. I think that one would be called tribalism. Yeah, but it, it's almost the same. Yes, uh, yes. The it's the same. It's the same. It's the like same. Looking down or up or whatever about somebody who is not like you or doesn't come from where you come from or doesn't have the same kind of traditions as you. So it, the, the, the problem with me, yeah, was. Um, uh, you know, uh, with all that I've heard from people working in, you know, in the Arab countries, for example, you know, Saudi Arabia, you know, with all what I know about the Emirates, you know, Qatari, and you know, I, 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 I had a feeling that um, uh, how open are you to a black woman? You know, from all that I, I gathered growing up. You know, how will your family respond? So because for us, the, the question starts before you are, it, it's almost like your head goes in before your heart. From a Muslim perspective. Right. So I've seen you, I like you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're cute. Uh, my husband is, you know, in my opinion, very cute. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad. <laughs> You know, because that's, you know, that's the first, uh, you know, criteria is when you see the person. Yeah, but I'm just thinking, you know, um, you know, so, uh, you know, what's your view? You know, do you even think black women are pretty? Do you understand what I mean? Yes, yes, yes. uh, Do do your family think black women are pretty? You know, you know, like, so those kind of questions, you know? Um, so for us, the good thing is, yeah, we kind of, you know, during the course of the conversation, uh, yeah, when you kind of feel like we like each other, then, well, for me, you know, for me, I asked, I, I, I just used to ask directly those kind of questions because I know, um, you know, it would be too late because I have to make a decision about whether I'm marrying this person or not. So to be too late. So I did ask him, I said, what will your mother think? What will your sisters think? What will your brother think? What will, be, what will your friends think? Are you, are you comfortable with all that? You know, so I asked, I, I just went for the questions. <laughs> <laughs> and how was his response then? Well, um, you know, credit to him because he is, because he, the, the good thing is he, he, we are in England. Okay, so we are not in in his country or in my country. We are living our own lives. So, you know, you won't have to 
you you know I, I you know his response was very clear it's like it's between me and you yeah if they don't like it they can stay away you know oh i love that yeah is that a west that's a western arabic arabic attitude is it? it well i guess the fact that we're in england you know and uh, and people live their lives do you understand i mean i think that's what uh, that was their there was a meeting of uh, of minds, I guess. Right. We all came all the way from wherever we come from to be here, you know, and then we found love. Yeah. So we can just continue living our lives. So he will always say, you know, it's, it's, and, and, or I give credit to, to, to my husband as well, because every time somebody um, uh, wants to say something that is, um, what's the word? You know, doesn't agree with what he thinks of me or you know us. He will completely you know shut that topic down and let's talk about something else. You know, because uh, there's no, so he was there's a no... good defender of who you yes, are, yeah, right? Yeah, right. Because it's like this is not your wife, and I would rather you don't talk about my wife. You know. Like it's my relationship and it's none of your business, sort of. Right. So did so was that the was that the awkwardness of, of what well, was that racism or just did you experience those racism when you whether you were out dating or you were you were together? Did you have those pe- people that wanted to just put their mouth on there or to say something? And he would just say, "Nope, that's it." Yeah, because uh, you know he has a because for example his best friend. You know, his best friend is, you know, is from the same country and wherever. So, so sometimes he will make certain comments, and sometimes I, you know, sometimes I actually used to think he's quite harsh. You know, um, because uh, you know, people we have to be a bit forgiving, Mary. You know, people, you know, people start from start from what they know and who they are. You know, and sometimes you know, it, it doesn't necessarily come from a bad place. But it's just ignorant and, you know, uh, and uh, I, I really truly believe that we can educate them with mercy. You know, right. and we have to give them excuses, you know. So his best friend, whom he loves dearly, uh, you know, uh, I, I've realized, you know, since he married me, he actually, you know, there's a there's a big of a distance now. Because I, I think he, he'll probably say things that he doesn't necessarily um, entertain anymore, you know. So uh, with time, he just had to literally uh, push away, I guess, to not hear those again and to protect me, you know. I think that's admirable in the sense that since you found love and you're the one they've joined together to be one flesh and you're the one that are, are married, that he you um, he's protecting you and making sure that this is the relationship that he values. Yes. So I, I think that's a great plus for any man who does that for his wife and not online one to to do those things, talk or say anything. So now let's just really come back to that whole area. Now you're in UK. When did you move to Ireland? Uh, we, we moved to Ireland uh, immediately because, uh, um, you know, we, we got married um, to, you know, I- Early 2015 and September, sorry, early 2015, February, and then we moved to Ireland in September. So 15 to now, 
how many years is that? Eight? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And again, uh, the main reason is because he just wanted to, you know, we just wanted to, to, because to, obviously, like I said, I, I had an ex and I had a life. So he just wanted us to like do our own life, you know, start again and just be us, you know. And I, I think it's just uh, the kind of a person he is because even we were in Dublin and now he loves the fact that we're in Donegal. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, we, I, can even, we can even be more conscious about who we want in our lives, you know. Yes, yes, that's yeah. actually that, that sometimes you know. Um, that's sometimes that's what it takes for the relationship to work. You know. Yes, I, I think. think that's um that's really good. That tells me there's there's real dedication there. Now, in the process of moving to Ireland, from England to Ireland to, to from Dublin to Donegal, did you ever experience Outward racism around you? People oh, just yeah. being disapproval you know. about about you moving with such a person or him moving with you? Did you experience anything of that nature? Of course, because um, he looks very Italian. <laughs> <laughs> so, right. Yeah, he looks very Italian, so I'm sure, you know. Uh, you know, a few times, you know, uh, I don't know how to express this. Uh, yeah, you've had those uh, awkward looks, you know. And, and how have you both coped? How have you coped with it as a woman? And how's he coped? I'm older than him. How have you coped with that as a woman? Having those gapes and those disapproving looks, maybe when you're eating, when you're out, and you've told us the kind of person he is, so he would just, you know, put his foot down. But how did that make you feel as the African woman? As the woman that you feel they've been disapproved because of who you are, if you were a white woman, maybe there wouldn't be that disapproval. Well, I guess you know I'm I'm so used to I'm really sorry to say this I'm so used to standing out like a sore thumb anyway, so I've had to deal with this. <laughs> okay, is that because of of the of, of, just, of yeah of just being a Muslim in a scarf and being black, you know? Like I remember when I was in Dublin, you know, I'll be in a whole room, a whole conference room, and I'll be the only. You know, black women with the scarf, and you know, and it it was always, uh, you know, awkward, interesting. <sighs> sometimes, uh, you know, sometimes difficult. You know, so I'm kind of used to being in those situations anyway. You know, so um, I, I guess you know I've developed a thick skin or something. You know? Right. Uh, but right. this one is different because, you know, I know how much he loves me, and that's what matters. I want you to repeat that a couple of times so that that became, no, because that I think is the key. Yeah, I know. I know how much he loves me. I mean, honestly speaking, like, uh, you know, I really pray that uh, he continue loving me the, the way he does, you know. Um, and uh, sometimes maybe maybe that's a, that's a plus as well, because from the word goal, they learn to protect you. You know, they, they don't take it for granted. You know, so it might be a good thing when you marry outside your culture, because from the beginning, they know that they have to be on your side, they have to protect you, they have to be your best friend, they have to be your best. And even if it's something that you don't like and it's light, you know, but if it matters to you, then, you know, they can, they try and put themselves in your shoes, you know. So I guess, you know, if that part, in my case, you know, from my experience, I think when they decide to make that, decision 
you know they 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 have it at the back of their mind that you know these are the these are some of the issues that I have to be prepared to to deal with. So from the word go, it's about making sure that you know this works. You know, well from my experience. No, I think that's um, that's a wonderful way to to look at it and say because they've they've crossed the border themselves as a man. He's saying this is who I've chosen, and this is what I'm going to I'm, I'm going to make sure it works. I'm going to protect that person, and of course you've already fallen in love because you said as a Muslim to make that decision, you had to question so many things, and you're very thick skinned because you've always been. Um, in, you've always been in places whereby it seems to be you're, you're, you're the only one. You're wearing a scarf, you're Muslim, you're black, and you're fully what you are, and you're not going to hide that. So in a way, it's a meeting that I... I do you think that... Um, this is just an off-the-cuff question. Do you think that then when interracial relationship, when you give them a chance, they can actually flourish in a way that you least expected? I think so, especially now in a, in a global village, you know, because the world is so interconnected and, you know, uh, like I, I know my my daughter, uh, my daughter loves the idea that, you know, he learns a lot from, you know, his stepdad, you know, it's a completely different culture, different, you know, and, and he loves it. She, sorry, she loves it. You know, she actually says, you know what, it's it, it, it's so good to like open up and, you know, you know, invite other other cultures. You know, like I love this about you. I love this about your culture in Kenya. And this is what I don't like, by the way. He also she also has things that she doesn't like about my culture, which I, <laughs> I agree because I don't like them myself. You know, and then oh, I really like uh, this about Daddy Samir. I really like this about you know, uh, my dad's culture. You know, so so it's very enriching if you can. You know, you allow yourself to see it that way. To be enriched and um, by diversity, by different culture, that's really beautiful. Now, I'll um, give you more examples of specific things that she says, you know, um, that I agree with, you know, later on, because, um, you know, later on in the program. Right. Now, what about him? Has he ever, um, obviously, because you're in different countries, you're far from your family, you can actually feel free to exploit, to explore yourself and to, I think that's the thing that I'm, I'm learning from, from, your, from your relationship, that you, yeah. you've been able to have that time to develop your relationship. And obviously, your children have witnessed the beauty of a relationship when, you know, the, the woman is equal, she's not down in the kitchen. What would you say was the key about crossing border to another another culture? What would you say was the key, the beauty of that that you've experienced over this last nine years? To be very honest, um, for me, it's it's a real blessing, real blessing, because even mentalities, you know. And things that we value or things that are important, you know. Uh, and I'm, I'm more critical about who I am because I know my culture better, you know. So I'm not trying to put down um, who I am, no. But it's just that normally we are more aware of our own culture and the birds of our own culture because we've lived in it. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, so, so, oh my God, um, even just things to do with the, I know it's an individual thing, but culturally, you know, uh, I've been able to learn a lot uh, that is, that, that has allowed me, you know, to, to, to really take my life in a different direction um, because of a different way of thinking. For example, yeah, uh, I come from a culture that really, let's say, values weddings and uh, making sure that everything matches from... <laughs> <laughs> go there, go there, please go there. <laughs> you know, from top to bottom, you know, like the bag, the shoe, the, you know, like, and there are lots of weddings, like that's how we thrive in our culture, like weddings and stuff like that. And there's something about, you know, appearing you know like when you get there you know you know and oh my god you know it you know it's so different from you know from his culture and understanding you know it's like um oh i don't know how to say this because i don't know if it's my own but i i can i i keep saying it's my own experience okay yes (laughs) it's my own experience you know and uh, he 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 just says, look, you know, um, sweetheart, it doesn't matter, you know, what somebody comes up with. It's and and this might be this might look like oh, isn't that so obvious, you know? But it it wasn't obvious to me because of the culture that I came from, you know. Uh, you know, it's okay if all you have is like the same dress from two weddings, then that's okay because at the end of the day, you know. It's your life and it's what is in your bank account, you know? Um, and, you know, uh, so, you know, you know, coming from a culture whereby it almost looks, it's, it's almost like, oh, my God, look what she's wearing to, you know, to this wedding. You know, maybe she didn't prioritize. You know, that kind of has been fed to me. You know, all my life, and now it's it's almost like, yeah, what do I have in my account? It doesn't matter how I look or what I wear, you know. So it's just simple, simple. I'm I'm just giving because that was a big one for me. I think you're absolutely right, though, aren't you? Because it's like there's a freedom. It's almost like saying to you're saying, and this is what we're hearing, despite all the racism that's outside, there's something that this cultural relationship has brought me that I value. He's it's almost like the chains are broken. Do you know what you have to do to get to a wedding? Absolutely. You literally, some people go and borrow money from the bank or they have this um, collateral just to make sure they appear right. But he's he he's saying and that that's not important. Look at your bank account. And then you yourself, you said you that that cultural mindset is broken. That listen, why it what is in my bank account and what does it matter? And there's almost a freedom there, do you think? Yes, Mary, like now if you invite me to your wedding. Your your daughter's wedding or whoever's wedding, your grand- you know, I'll just come me with my. There's no Ashobi. I <laughs> <laughs> don't do Ashobi. <laughs> I think that it isn't that funny that we're saying that. It, did did it have to be meet another culture to get this freedom? Do you think? I I, I don't know. I think when you're together and this is what is acceptable. You know, then that is what is acceptable because I'm sure if I'd married somebody from my country, this is what we do. If you know what I mean, like yes, yeah. 
But now it's like, okay, she doesn't do this maybe because she, you know, she's married to that guy, you know, which is okay for me because, you know, I know why I'm doing what I'm doing now, you know. So I'm, I'm you know, this is a, for so, so things, and there are many things like that that have been liberating. And he's not here, but I can tell you one thing, like he's never, you know, he's never come across cassava and, oh my God, he loves cassava and he loves ugali and he loves, you know, he, you know, the variety of food that we have. You know, even popo. You know, like he he never came across a popo. I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> so you it's almost I mean? like this. That the, there is even nine years on, you're having this beautiful relationship of understanding each other's culture, what works, what doesn't work, and even the food. These things are just. Enabling your relationship to just go leaps and leaps, isn't it? Um, is that what I'm getting from you? Yes, absolutely. And then another thing that, you know, for me specifically from my husband is I didn't realize, you know, uh, especially, you know, like Arabic culture and, you know, women being on one side. He was a very, um, I guess maybe that's why he was introduced, you know, to me. Because he, you know, his culture is such that... You know, like, you know, you're very careful about just mingling with women, you know, and uh, now, oh, you know, he's relaxed, you know, and he enjoys what what we bring on the table, you know, me and my female friends, you know, and has a relationship with them, which I believe if he had married within his own culture, he'd probably just still be, you know, he, he wouldn't be able to do this because, again, because the culture, this is how it's done. You know what I mean? Like women don't mingle freely with so with men that are, they're not married to, you know? So I, I, he appreciates that as well because it has really allowed him to, like, for example, we'll travel and go stay with our friends, you know? Uh, we can go more countries and do more things because he's free now, you know, to mingle, which before with his own culture, he wasn't as free, you know? So, yeah, so going, you know, for me, the mixed blessing is the fact that you, you know, I've learned uh, personally a few things that I need to do differently. And that has helped my own life. And so does he, you know. So for me, it's been really good. Uh, It's really been good. And I guess I haven't quite experienced the worst of it because I've stayed very far from the family except for occasional visits you know you know so there isn't too much interference and we're we're keeping to ourselves so maybe that's why i haven't experienced the really bad of it (laughs) (laughs) and of course i'm not too sure if i'm a good example you know so I mean that's 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 important. If that's the secret to a good marriage, then that's what you do, isn't it? And the fact because that I remember, um, even when I go, when I you know it's still in the beginning. Maybe you know now I might go for longer periods. But even when I'm visiting, you know, I I always say, can we keep it to like three days? You know, and he he appreciates it. You know, he appreciates it. Like to stay in, like maybe his sister's house, or you know, I'm like, can I keep it for two, three days? Um, because I, I also want to give them as much freedom, you know, to mingle with their siblings. 
you know, they don't want to, I don't know. So maybe I've been a bit careful as well, Mary. But I think that is, isn't that part of the secret is that we, you've embarked on this, um, um, you've crossed over this border to have this relationship and you realise is, is, is obviously like any marriage is give and take, but you're more cautious because you don't want, um, you, 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 we're growing, you're growing in this relationship and so therefore you don't want to step on anybody's toes and you don't want anyone to step on your toes. And mm-hmm. so it's a bit of give and take, which we should expect in a marriage. But because it's a different culture, I think you've explained quite a few things to us. So tell us more about what your daughter really values, because, I mean, like, you've become an example to your children. Oh, my children definitely don't want to marry within their own culture. <laughs> I was really, you know, I was really curious for him to for her to explain, you know, and she was like, you know, I really like, because my, um, again, uh, where I come from, we're not very good with our health <laughs> and what we eat. Okay, so yeah, I don't, you know, again, you know, probably I can have a whole research on that, you know. Um, so we tend to, um, sorry to say, we tend to eat very bad, like oils and sugars and white flour, you know, all those things that are really, you know, very unhealthy. And I was very unhealthy myself. I must say. So I'm really grateful that I met this guy. Again, it might be individuals, but culturally as well. Like he, he will always say, oh my God, sweetheart, you know, that's going to kill you. <laughs> Especially in the beginning, you know, when I, you know, when he's given uh, food from my people, which is everything fried, you know, everything fried, literally, and white flour, you know, and like, my God, this is going, and I said, and I remember in the beginning, I used to say, ah, come on, you know, leave me alone, you know? Like, this is what I grew up with, and it's perfectly okay. Look at me, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, and then he will kindly say to me, say, sweetheart, I know you're fine, but you have to realize that you're growing older, and these things will catch up with you, you know? And, um, you know, and he really, he was very patient, you know, and I just thought, ah, oh, are you being snobbish about our food, you know? <laughs> <laughs> my, you know my approach you know you know like uh, you're snobbish you know you don't really appreciate my food you know like in the beginning and then he slowly educated me you know uh, and I realized and then he I, I remember once I was really upset and I was like just just leave me with my food you know like you know what what's the worst that can happen I will just die that's it you know and then he said quietly to me he said sweetheart that's the easy way out it's when you're sick and I have to take care of you. <laughs> what a wise man. <laughs> you know, and it was it was just like, wow, you know. And he's very right, you know. Like, honestly, we, I love my food because that's what I grew up with. But it's very unhealthy. Very unhealthy. While on the contrary, his food is very healthy. Okay? So for me, the fact that you know, you know, I, I, I'm just looking at the advantages, you know, you know, and the disadvantages as well. But advantages, the fact that I, I have been introduced to a completely different, you call it culinary experience, you know, and that is healthier for me, you know, has been such a blessing. And I really struggled in the beginning because, as you know, Mary, you know, we all love our own food, you know, no matter yes. what anybody else thinks, you know. But, uh, you know, in the beginning, it was really difficult. But now, 
you know i i've embraced it because i actually and i started liking it because it's i know what i'm putting in my body and it's very healthy and now i go to kenya mombasa especially not necessarily kenya because mombasa is where we have really bad food you know and i am i'm very careful about uh, a lot of food that we now have so but imagine if i didn't marry somebody from one of my culture just within my culture and i've seen it with a lot of families you know a lot of diabetes and yes it's funny you should say that because you know martin luther king junior what he said to somebody and i think he's recorded down if i can get the tape i get it for you and he said this and i'm saying this on the podcast he said he said what's going to kill my people is not so much the racism but the soul food that they eat is very unhealthy and he said to the doctor can you help my people because this soulish food that we eat, you know, a lot of sword, a lot of this, it's good. that is what's going to actually kill them in the end, not the racism. Because you keep on fighting racism, that give you the, the energy and, you know, you could fight. But what you're putting inside your body, said the soul food, which is very greasy, very salty, and, you know, just like you said. But because it's our food, it's a comfort food mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. us. So for him to... For you, both of you, to work out and say, oh, God, we need to work on this. After all, as we're getting older, we need this. I think that's a, that's a big plus for, really for such a relationship. He knows, for example, that, you know, I really miss my food. He knows that, yeah? And he's, he tries his level best to, like, uh, make it part of our, um, you know, make it part of our lives, but in a better way. Right, example, right. He, he's still, you know, he, he was still... Uh, uh, like fufu, for example, you know the. Um, he said this is healthy, but let's not fry the plantain. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I think I mean that that that's that's that that's 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 sweet. Like the palm oil, just maybe two spoons instead of you know just dripping it off. <laughs> you know, and and I found many ways of actually now. Um, you know, it helps because you know he's he's uh, he's, he's a chef as well. So it, oh, now you're talking. <laughs> yeah, it helps in the sense that he actually, you know, knows knows how to redesign some of it, you know, so that you know I can still have it and you know, but not uh, in the way that I'm used to having it, you know. So yeah, so the food aspect and it's really healthy because all the people from my culture that I know right now, especially when we live in the West, because again, you're talking about soul food, like soul food for a slave example is okay because they really burn it when they go out there in the field, you know, working very hard all day. But soul food, and then you just sit at home and watch movies and (laughs) and sit on a chair, you know, it's just not gonna work. Yes, because you don't burn it off and that, yes, 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 yes. And also, I think when when you're away from your country, eating your food is almost is almost like a reminder of what you miss back home. And so you tend to have every opportunity to have it, whether it's a birthday party, a children's birthday. Something comes up, we've got to have our food. Something come up, jollof rice come, here we come out. 
<laughs> fried meat, fried chicken. Come on, he's coming out now. And um, I think that's that uh, because I of your one side. Oh, no, don't tell me palm oil. Palm oil is something that I we had to learn here. I think I went to a health cooking course and um, they actually mentioned Nigerians and they said, you know, they've never been able to understand why they say that palm oil is is actually quite deadly but if you take it now she said this she said the teacher said but if you take a teaspoon or two to mix with your with your stew it's okay is the fact that we have to (laughs) has to be swimming (laughs) and he said you know so he said that but they were saying that it was very hard for them to let people know that that kind of food is actually, I think they call it unsaturated fat and is really bad for you. But if you take it in small doses, it's actually going to be okay. But people didn't want to hear that. So you're trying to deal with our culture. But I love the way your 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 husband has approached this. And obviously, you've you've gained a lot from it. So... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, let's let's kudos to him and kudos to you for also accepting and being willing to learn because I think oh, that's all part of it. Believe me, it was, <laughs> it was one of the most difficult aspects, you know, of uh, of the and 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 you know, my kids still struggle, you know, because my son will be like, ah, Can you can you can you can you ask him to be to you know to put a little bit more flavor, more spicy, more. more <laughs> Oh, wonderful. Oh, wonderful. It's almost as if you lot, to deal with the... This is all salt. This is all salt. And, you know, we don't know what else they put in there, you know. Oh, my gosh. Good for you, this rock. What is it called? That rock salt, you know. Not the Maggie, you know. I'm not trying to put anything down here. Please, you know, advertise us. No, 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 no. I understand. I understand. Them, you know? <laughs> oh, this this is wonderful. It's wonderful to know that we can get into another culture and they could get into our culture. I said the pauper and the things that he's learned that is also good and you could actually share in that. And that's what really brings a relationship to thrive and to to survive and to go ahead from, you know, to spring. Oh my God, he now loves also, you know, obviously plantain. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, the plantain uh, mix that you can make into um mm. Oh, he loves that now. And he's he used to make it like polenta, you know, like really loose. Right, right, right. He still struggles to make it like... Heavy. Strong. Yeah. yeah, he still struggles with that. But, you know, um, but he knows this is what I like. And he's, you know, he likes it as well now. So, yeah. I so love the that. The food aspect, yeah, I guess... For most people, I don't know for other people, but for me, it was uh, one of the most difficult, I think. Because it's something every day you have to deal with. Right. We're coming towards (laughs) the end. (laughs) We're coming towards the end. And um, I want to just ask you one or two questions before we come to the end. So the fact that you were able to bond together with your husband very well, all the other external stuff, it seems to be like... Is it that you didn't notice them or they were very unimportant to your relationship? The things of racism, you said you could ignore that. You've done that. Were they not important to to, to your relationship or you just learned as adults how to manage it? Can you tell us? I think it helps that we got married when we were 40. It helps, you know. Why do you say that? Because... uh, 
we we already we already knew ourselves very well. You understand? Like we knew who we are and what we want in our lives. You know. So I, I guess it would be obviously. You know, I love to hear experiences of younger uh, younger people. But for us, you know, uh, you know, at forty, we already this is what we want, and you know, uh, you know, we really don't care what anybody else think. So long as, uh, you know, uh, so long as, you know, as an entity, we are strong and we are happy. And this is, uh, um, uh, this is something I, 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 I tell my child all the time, uh, especially my daughter. Because, you know, nowadays, you know, when you talk to the young girls, they're like, ah, he's got to be cute and charming. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like that's the first thing he's got to be. Because I remember when we were growing up, it was more like, does he have money? <laughs> <laughs> but now it's like he's got to be cute and charming you know and i'm like I, you know I, I remember saying to my daughter you know when he's cute and charming he's not you're not the only one who knows that he's cute and charming. <laughs> there are probably so many other people know he's cute, and, he's cute know. and charming <laughs> you know so when you get home and trouble starts he knows he's cute and charming and thinks you're the luckiest girl on earth and you should behave. You know? <laughs> I love it. I love the conversation, Fatima. You know, so I always, uh, you know, I always say, I said, maybe if he's not cute and charming and nobody wants him, then maybe you can actually plan your life properly. <laughs> <laughs> so we just have this kind of, you know, conversation with my daughter, you know. But, um, you know, marrying at 40, you know, you really know, you know, well, for me and for him as well, we really know what we want, pretty much, you know. Uh, yeah, pretty much. So it really doesn't matter, you know, what goes out there. In fact, we just kind of make a joke and laugh it off, you know, because we, we know how rich our own relationship is and how happy it makes both of us, you know. Wow. And at the end of the day, and this is another thing I said, uh, don't, I, I said to my daughter, don't marry a trophy husband you know somebody who you can present and all your friends come and they're like oh my god he's so cute oh my god he's and then you come home and you're miserable because he has no um there's nothing to that cuteness and that you know so because i said at the end of the day it's not those people who come to your wedding that will live with this person it's you that's going to live with this person you know so i guess you know you know, that is the same advice I gave myself because, you know, I remember, like I said to you, I, you know, my husband met me at a very difficult time, you know, and I'm coming full circle now. And I remember I, I wasn't really trying to impress him. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. In fact, on the contrary, because I knew this is going to be, a, uh, you know, an interaction of six months. I was really volunteering all the information. I was like, you know what, uh, for all I know, it could be a rebound, you know, oh, for all I know, I've got children who, uh, for all I know, I like, I'm still looking for work, or for all I know, I'm depressed. You know, like, I said all those things that were actually worrying me, you know, and making sure that he, he makes an informed decision, you know. And I remember towards the end of it, he says, you know, Fatma, if I love you, I love you and I'll take care of you, you know. And then I knew this we might we might be in for a winner hopefully you know because if you know all the negative things about me and you're still happy to uh you know and, and sometimes I'll, I'll ask him i was like yeah why did you say that like you had me knew me and you're willing to take this risk like i was saying because i, I was the one that was in a really bad place 
And and he actually says to me that uh, I love your honesty, you know, and your sincerity, you know. Isn't that funny that men men would love that in a person? That sincerity, that honesty. Anybody will love that in a person that that's not playing games because obviously you said if someone is 40, you don't want to play games. You want to just listen. We want to make a life. Are you willing to come with me? Yes, mm-hmm. let's do it. And that, that's so I, I think maturity is something. You've yeah. got a good heart, you know, and I love that, you know, that the fact that that's what, you know, endeared him to me, you know, I, it's, it's beautiful. So I, I just say, you know, most of this relationship, especially, you know, because what is love, Mary? Are you asking me? Yes. <laughs> what is love? Um, love? Love is the opposite of hate. Is knowing that I could, I could be with somebody forever and take him for who he is. And... You know, it comes with all the baggage it comes with that I'm I'm prepared to go till death do us part mm-hmm. and to to work through situations, to forgive and to to be kind to one another, to mm-hmm. be tender towards one another, but at the same time to know that we have needs and to help. I mean I can't you can't make your husband happy, your husband can't make it but together we can work things out. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where love drives you to Love drives you to want the best, to give the best. Love is about giving, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. It's about giving. And he seemed to have given, and you've given as well. Give up your food. <laughs> you given. You've given what, you, and you've learned from each other. I think that's mm-hmm. where love begins to even, it even accelerates, you know. But mm-hmm. you said one key thing, maturity. It, it's mm-hmm. enabled you to overcome that racism that's there. But um, to work on one's, to work on each other and to, to love and to treasure each other and to keep growing stronger. And your children can see that. I think that's mm-hmm. also a big plus when the children can see that these people have been honest with themselves. These people understand their different cultures, but they're willing to work, to work it through. I think that's, um, that's, that's wonderful. So what would you say to young people that want to embark on, inter, on interracial relationship? What would be your key three things that you could tell them? You know, just know it's going to be a a beautiful learning experience and be positive. You know, like it's going to be a learning experience because it's a complete different culture that you're going to to embark on, you know. And uh, uh, as they say, love is patience. So because you're embarking on a different uh, experience, different culture, you have to be patient because nowadays... Uh, with the kind of uh, uh, communities that we live with, everything is instant. I think patience is lacking, you know. So we need, they need to be patient. You know, it's it's a different uh, ball game. So be patient, and you know, you need to break from it. The second thing I will say, just remember, you know, um, you know, it's beautiful, but it is challenging as well. Okay, so. Be prepared for both. Okay, be prepared for both. Um, uh, it's beautiful. Like again, you know, this person is willing to give up most of what they know to be with you, um, and you know, you're willing to, and you have to meet somewhere in the middle, 
And sometimes meeting in the middle means you have to give something and they have to give something, you know, because you're not going to agree all the time. So that's where the challenging aspects come. When I say it's beautiful, it's all those things that you're going to learn and embrace and enrich yourself with, you know, so beautiful and challenging at the same time. So the first one is patience because it's a different ball game. The second one, it's beautiful and it's challenging at the same time. And then um, the third one is enjoy the ride. You know, really just enjoy it. <laughs> That's a lovely one. Enjoy it. You can, you know. Enjoy yourselves, you know. And it's a... it doesn't, you know, there's no guarantee for anything. You know, like like I said, I am on a second on, on my second one, yeah. And I had more similarities with my first one, you know, but it still ended. You know, so there's no guarantee. No guarantee at all. So just enjoy the ride as much as you can. That's it. And what advice would you, thank you for that. That's really three good advice. What advice would you give to the government, the community and families and friends to help um, interracial relationships? Are there any advice that they need to have? I mean, apart from cut them off. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, you know, well, for me, I give this advice to myself first, yeah? Whereby I am saying, yeah, 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 uh, chill, take it easy, put yourself in the other person's shoes, you know. Because, and the reason why I'm saying this, and this is all both positive and negative, in the sense that uh, I try to give people the benefit of the doubt as well, because uh, it's almost like you know, in, in Kenya, for example, they always there's always this thing about oh, you know, now we have this president and he's only employing his people. You know, and I said, you know what, I need to work hard and be a president and employ my people. Oh, but that's not good. And I say, because I will know the problems of my people more. (laughs) That's a lovely one. (laughs) It's it's as simple as that. So I really need to like flex to try and understand other people's problems. (laughs) (laughs) You understand? And it takes a special person to do that. You know, so, you know, so this is this is the thing, you know, um, you know, for those people who this 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 other person has been brought into your lives, you know, and uh, you know they come from a different background. Uh, you will get it wrong many times. Just apologize and uh, uh, just apologize and and say, look, you know, uh, I, I'm still on a learning process. Please forgive me. You know, if you get it wrong, because even within the same cultures, we get it wrong. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yes. But but sometimes I feel like you know. Not to try at all, it's not nice either. You know, just try it and then, you know, when you get it wrong, just be, you know, be kind enough to apologize and say, please, you know, allow me, uh, uh, forgive me, you know, I'm really uh, trying to learn this and we'll get there. You know, just, you know, again, the sincerity aspect, you know. And then, uh, you know, so this is like family and friends, you know. And when it comes to the community and government, you know, all I can say is make it easy. <laughs> make it easy. Make it easy. Yeah, make Good. it easy because it, it's bound to happen, you know, and it will continue to happen because we, we we become a global village now. So when I say really, really make it easy, when you glance one time, that's enough, you know. <laughs> it's going to make them uncomfortable, you know. Yeah, great. Yeah, we, if you are, if you're not... If you're not sure about the question, then just don't ask it. If you're not sure, 
You know? That's a lovely one. I, I, I really admire you. Listen, we've come to the end. What a lovely way to stand. If you're not sure about the question, don't ask it. <laughs> yeah. Listen, you are an expert in what you do, and I'm glad that you've been to different cultures. You still continue to go to different cultures. In terms of learning, you love to go to nations to learn and stuff like that, and you've often embarked on a beautiful relationship. And my love to you and your husband. Thank you for taking the time to be with us on this podcast. And you're a mixed blessing definitely and love to you and your family your beautiful children and um, your husband of course thank you for taking the time with us today thank you mary for uh, giving us this platform to share you know all these things that are new you know to our lives and to help others you know, so that it's easier when they when they cross those paths. So thank you for the platform. Thank you. Appreciate you. Thank you so much, Fatima. Thank you. I want to thank Fatima Sumi, expert in intercultural relations, working to educate organizations and businesses on cultural intelligence. I want to thank you, the listeners, for taking the time to listen to this podcast. Please join me next time when my special guest will be Lassan Quadrego, an activist, executive officer at Connect headquarters in Dublin, Trinity College, the outgoing chairperson of Africa's Solidarity Centre in Ireland. See you then. Bye-bye.